I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez and you're tuned into the Juice Podcast. Oh my goodness, (laughs) Erica, what happened? My voice has changed. I'm I'm going through some some hard times. Now, this is Stephen Hartz. I'm filling in for Erica Ramirez this week. Um, I am associate editor at the magazine. Uh, Today I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, Jason Lipschitz. Hey man, what's going on? And William Gruger. Hello, good to be here. Yes, so welcome to the podcast. We have some things to talk about today. Some juice to spill. We are going to be wrapping all the live long day. So we wanted to start out by talking about a few acts who are really bubbling on the chart, uh, who have benefited from the assistance of being either a meme or social media or something along those lines. I mean, um, there's two acts in the top 10 on the Hot 100 who are really making noise. Obviously, Fetty Wap, whose Trap Queen is at number two, and T Wayne, who uh, who is also signed to 300 Management, um, whose Nasty Freestyle just broke into the top 10. He's at number nine with Nasty Freestyle. It's his third week on the chart, yep. and it was spurred by a whole. Uh, smattering, if you will, yeah. of uh, vines that kind of propelled it into the spotlight. So I wanted to first ask uh, William, um, who I will refer to as Gruger for the rest of the podcast, uh, what exactly is the cause of this phenomenon? Yeah. So, you know, the way that which like a lot of these songs are becoming really popular on social media is through people participating in them. And in the way that we count activity towards the billboard charts, that participation matters like quantitatively so the first huge example of this is harlem shake you know you had so many people making their own harlem shake videos and that song went straight to number one because we count user-generated plays in that way that we count youtube so you know because youtube now and other streaming services like spotify and 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 rhapsody and 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 beats etc all count um there is a much bigger presence of user, I guess, generated or 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 meme based music that makes it into the chart. So if some and, and a really popular way through which memes spread on the internet, both on YouTube and in this case of nasty freestyle, Vine is through dancing. Um, and so this dance, um, this nasty freestyle actually has a dance associated with it. Um, that I know Jason is an expert in this type oh, of yeah. dance. The whip dance. It's the whip the, dance. Yeah, the whip yeah. dance. Yeah, I and did it on your real-time rewind, clowning around. Yeah, and, and Tanasha yeah. taught you how to do Tanasha it. Tanasha did show, te- right? teach me, yeah. Jason's and, uh, currently doing it. You can't see him, but he's yeah. he's whipping around the room. 
whipping whipping all day and all night <laughs> but yeah it, but it's funny because like it's not that it's just a, a very normal dance to me i don't know it's like it's no stanky leg in my opinion nothing will ever it's also not new leg. like th- yeah. the whip dance has been around for a long time before this song took it to the mainstream kind of like twerking was around for a long time before miley cyrus took it to the mainstream yeah and so that's typically kind of how these things w- are working these days we're starting to see this sort of chart driven phenomenon to where like some particular movement will get co-opted and brought into the mainstream and then it will people of people the aggregate effect of people doing that dance move will cause a huge rise in popularity for a particular song and right now t wayne's benefiting off of it for twerking there was all kinds of guys there was sage the gemini who made it onto the hot 100 with red nose and gas pedal there's the fanatics with that don't drop that dun that dun song <laughs> like there's, there's some <laughs> random examples of just like dance like when the dance becomes popular songs chart so yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can speak particularly to T. Wayne's success. He's not really getting play on urban radio, which is kind of an anomaly for an artist to a rap artist who has a top 10 hit um, because it's it's strictly based off of his social strategy, which was yeah. for the past seven years, he has been posting videos to his YouTube account nearly weekly. And he's also a very accomplished dancer. So he dances to his own songs. And for whatever reason, uh, nasty freestyle is the one that kind of picked up, and I think it's because it kind of just took on this life. I mean, how how are memes born? Yeah, it's interesting to me. Like the most interesting thing about it to me is that this is like in the top ten now. We've seen these songs kind of bubble under, as as Gruger was just saying, and you see anything from like Stanky Leg, of course, um, to. Um, the teach me how to Dougie from a couple years ago mm-hmm. that was vir- virally enhanced, but you don't see them becoming like huge crossover hits. And like you said, radio still isn't like blasting nasty freestyle, but it, you know, it's in the top 10 people are talking about this song. People are going to start playing this song and figuring out why so many people love this song. I mean, that's what kind of the position I assume radio is in right now. Same thing happened exactly with Fetty Wap where it, that song was just getting a lot of memes and, and had a, a bunch of streaming going on. And then radio was like, oh, let's discover this song and let's actually embrace it because it's it's like a very catchy rap song. So, Is it the trends, and I think Gruger can probably speak to this, that radio is playing catch up when it comes to these songs? Like they're really late to the party? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, just the nature of which how quickly things move on the Internet. I mean, it's so quick. I think that most people would be, you know, would be maybe surprised to learn like radio is a very method. It can be a very methodical, um, not so reactionary driven format. It's it's very scheduled. There's there's programming. There's there's very much a, a, an agenda. It works when it comes to things being scheduled and released. And so because of that, because of this new you know, if radio is the push factor, the internet can almost be or the internet and thing and popularity on songs like um, other popular on SoundCloud or on Spotify or YouTube is almost like the pull factor, and so radio can be slow to react to that because they're very used to sort of looking at their side of the world and what's programmed in their sort of like agenda, I guess. Right. So we were talking offline about uh, some of the factors that are pushing these songs into onto the charts and one of them was content id um the content id system that youtube has set up so when a song like nasty freestyle gets 
uh, thrown on, and you might not be able to answer to this specifically, but when a song like Nasty Freestyle rises so fast and it's very obvious that it's because of the social um, factor, the social uh, media factor, what percentage are they kind of um, divvied up into? Like, is it, or it, does it depend on where it's most popular or how does it really work? Like, well, I mean, rap is just like very popular on the internet in general. Basically, like, rap is super popular online. You know, an example of this is so one of the charts that we measure social activity on are the Billboard and Twitter real-time charts. And a really cool fact about those charts are that when it comes to like if you were if you look at all the songs that have charted on that chart for the longest amount of time, it looks like the Hot 100 would. You would yeah. see you see Ariana Grande, you see Iggy Azalea, you see Bruno Mars, etc. But if you look at which artists have achieved the most different tracks on the chart it's all hip-hop it's like it's for those for uh, and i'll let you do your thing for those who can't see gruger right now he's like <laughs> frantically looking through basically a spread of don't know where 20 is. pieces of paper with hey, different charts on it steven has it Huh. Wow, <laughs> that's where it is. The one piece of paper that you yeah, that's what I was needed. looking for. Sorry about that. All right. So yeah, well, so anyway. it's like if you look at if you look at from the beginning of the real time charts, songs that have gotten the most number of songs that have gotten to number one, it's One Direction, Drake, Five Seconds of Summer, Chris Brown, Ariana Grande, Beyonce. But if you look at the number of tracks appear on the chart, artists who achieve the most quantity of tracks on the chart, it's Chief Keefe, Soldier Boy, Gucci Mane, Future, yes. Kevin Gates, Rick Ross, B.O.B., Tyga, Drake, Currency, Ariana Grande, One Direction, Juicy J, Migos, <laughs> Childish Gambino, Little Wayne. Like, basically rap. all my favorite artists. I was exactly. about to say, I like maybe three of those artists. Oh. And one of them is Ariana Grande. One <laughs> Soldier Boy. But the point is, there. is, this is what I was talking to Steven with offline about, is that the internet loves rap, or that a huge facet of rap. Hip-hop in general is that it's contextual it's about what's happening in the world so it's a genre that lends itself to conversation and yeah. a lot of that conversation happens on social media and more and more as the industry and A&R uh, is looking to social media as a tool to figure out who's popping who has big followings who should we sign those hip-hop acts sort of lend themselves as to the obvious choices of hey people really care about this let's give them a platform let's back them let's sign them and so that's definitely what's contributing to people like 300 signing so many of these hip hop acts. And, you know, two, like Stephen pointed out, two of them are in the top 10 of the Hot 100 right now. And this is a fairly new label for the most part. So I'm, yeah, I'm, they just launched last fall, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious because, you know, it, it makes sense to me that a lot of these hip hop acts are kind of blowing up on the real time charts just because you see there's so many hip hop blogs and there's such like a proliferation of some of these artists and some of these songs that no matter what they do maybe it's a mixtape cut maybe it's a single maybe it's an you know a featured credit they they get counted but I'm curious because it seems like pop pop artists have such dedicated especially like if you look at a, some of the teen pop acts, like the fan army, yes. the fan army aspect, yeah. like why is that not impacting these songs more? I guess because in the same way that some of these songs, some That's of the artists point. that you mentioned, like Gucci Mane, Soldier Boy, like they they have songs that are doing well on real time charts that aren't cracking the Hot 100. Mm -hmm. Same thing with these teen pop acts where they might not be necessarily heating up the Hot 100, but because they have 
so much so much dedication in their fan bases they get millions of youtube views so why is that not doing yes that's a great question and i think the reason is due to how these artists release stuff so when you look at your big pop acts so the, the chart measures conversation routes about songs okay so the songs that get talked about for pop acts are the singles yeah so if i'm one direction and i'm putting out an album I put out Steal My Girl, the music video, right? And then I put out another single, and like those songs will chart. But hip-hop, like Migos, for example, puts out a new track like every week. Here's a track, here's a track, here's a track. And so those tracks create headlines that create tweets. And so they very much, a lot of these guys will practice just like releasing new songs all the time that aren't really tied to a release, aren't really tied to schedules. It's just so the like, volume of what they're releasing exactly. is helping them. And because it's not tied to anything official, like official an official big project, yeah. it, it, it each generates its own sort of like whirlpool of headlines. Yeah. Interesting. So, got it. And I mean, it doesn't matter if the songs are good, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some of them aren't. I mean, um, that's yeah. true. Well, to to kind of continue from from there, we can uh, talk a little bit about what's been going on in hip hop this week in general. Yeah, uh, and we were talking about Fetty Wap, and I think he's a really good person to zero in on because he seems to be so close happening. To he's really happening right now. Like he had the. Uh, My Way remix with Drake. Yep. Um, he had the uh, the Trap Queen remix yep. with. Um, Quavo? Gucci Mane, Quavo, Quavo yeah. and Azalea there's Banks. another Azealia Banks version. Um, is Fetty Wap hip hop's next big star? So that is a great question and a question that makes me happy because I really like Fetty Wap. <laughs> me too, man. I think, let me ask you guys a question. Is Fetty Wap a rapper? Like, would you, he is, but like, if you listen to like, what was it, My Way, I guess? Yeah. He's singing. He's like singing, yeah, he's singing with an A. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, he he is basically taking what if you look at like almost like a family tree of like Kanye West, 808s, and Heartbreak. From that, that brings Drake, and then that brings like Future, and that brings someone like Fetty Wap. You see all these guys uh, mixing their their rhymes with their singing. And Fetty Wap is just kind of extending that, that he kind of raps, but even his raps are like sing-songy. And his he has such a great ear for hooks that it, it doesn't really matter what he is, people are going to listen to it. Like Trap Queen is such a catchy song and it's not it's not catchy because of like the occasions on it where he's actually rapping. It's because of the, the singing hooks that he's doing. Um, anyway, my qu- my answer is yes. Like I think uh, <laughs> I think that Fetty Wap is is a voice that may never be a huge star like a Drake or like a Kendrick or a, even like a Wiz. But like if you look at like Future, like Future has a, a huge dedicated following. He doesn't really have any like hits that non hip hop fans would know about. But he's still doing his thing. He's carved out his own lane, and I think Fetty Wap can definitely do the same. And he's gotten so much endorsement. I mean, there. You know, when if you look at what the Drake effect has had for Migos, for I Love McConan. Yeah. You know, even though I didn't get on Trap Queen's number two song, um, you know, hopping on My Way will definitely, I see, helping his like overall profile. And I know like Jay Z and Beyonce have endorsed this song. And there's probably some other ones as well. Well, the the whole thing is that it seems like he's just a more original artist. Just because if you think about this song compared to the, basically the 2014 version of this song, which was Bobby Shmurda, 
Like that, I mean, I love that song. Like that. Irish Myrna? Yes, yes. I love that song. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Boy. Hot boy. <laughs> Love that. I still listen to that song a very oh, high number of times per week. But it's it's not like a groundbreaking song. It's just like it, it had some catchy lines. It's rap. There's not even it's a hook. Rap. There's no hook. I mean, there's nothing about it that it's just a great song. It's not like there's anything about it that makes me say, wow, Bobby Shmurda, like I, he's someone that's really doing something interesting with the, the genre. Fetty Wap is the complete opposite where I think he's he is doing something very creative with hip hop in general. Do you think that Trap Queen is going to be Song of Summer? I do. It's my song of the summer. Man, I don't know. I think it's. I think it'll be interesting if it is because I think a lot of people predicted it to be the song of the summer, and I think I gave. I had a little bit of a hesitation because there's just not a rap song, except going back to maybe like "Hot and Her." <laughs> Can you say that again? "Hot and Her." <laughs> I say with the two R's. Come on. You have to. There isn't really a song that's been the song in the summer like that. I mean, there are some like pop rap songs like Black Eyed Peas. Post to be right now is I hear that all the time on the radio. That's, that's kind of a little stagnant at number 13, though. It is. But yeah. it's actually, yeah, it's it's been there. It's been a, on that chart for a while. Now. I think 17 I, weeks. I think Fetty Wap, because it's not a traditional rap song. Like if you look at again going back to Bobby Schmurter, like that was a huge song last year it was a top 10 hit but it wasn't anywhere close to song in the summer. And I feel like I kind of expected Fetty Wap's Trap Queen to be in that lane of being like the biggest rap song of the summer but not like the biggest overall song of the summer, but because it's not a traditional rap song, I think it definitely has a shot. I mean, it's number 2. I can't be see you again, right? That can't be the song of Ugh. the summer. Ugh. It can't be. You made it this far without mentioning that song. Yeah, Yeah, please. Why did you have to do that? Come on. So on top of that, um, we got a new song from ASAP Rocky last night that features Rod Stewart and Mark Ronson and Miguel, which has to be the most bizarre lineup I think hip-hop has seen in quite some time. It's a sample of Rod Stewart. It's a sample of Rod Stewart, yes, from 1972. But it's still, you know, Rod Stewart is singing alongside Miguel as if, you know, he was in the studio. Strange. So Strange. do we think that ASAP Rocky's album is shaping up to be what we uh, expect it to be based on what we've heard so far? 
I'm I'm I can't wait for this album. And it's funny we, I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on one of our many other podcasts. <laughs> but I just feel like it's funny because the way I put it was that three years ago, you ca- you had Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City come out in October 2012, and it was mind-blowing, and everybody loved it. And then three months later, ASAP Rocky came out with Long Live ASAP, and it was a li- like it was like it's a good record, but it's definitely a step down from Good Kid, Mad City. It, it didn't have that kind of thoughtfulness, didn't have that kind of substance. It had some really fun party songs, but nothing really beyond that. Now it's almost the inverse where it's like three years later, Kendrick comes out with To Pimp a Butterfly, which is super heady. I, I really like that album, but it, it definitely lacks like that kind of like jam. And now you have ASAP coming with what seems to be a huge collection of jams. Like I love that song M's and this song is super interesting this is a little bit weirder but like I'm I'm su- I'm ready like and I feel like that the timing's better Long Live ASAP came out in January this is coming out in June it's coming out in August it's coming out in August yeah he last oh. well when he was at the uh, Red Bull music uh event um doing a one-on-one talk i think with elliot wilson mm-hmm. um he meant he you know shouted billboard out a few times uh in a negative light for uh giving the incorrect release date for his album uh, but so, you know what hip-hop release dates can't i'm just be shaking my can't head you can't mad. see it if you're listening to this you can't see it but i'm shaking my head He's shaking it uh, so august <laughs> all right so i'll we'll have right. to wait a little bit longer for the rocky album what, what do you guys what do you guys think I mean, he's a pretty sonically diverse artist, and I found his debut to be a little polarizing because of it. Like, there are so many different types of songs on there, and I think it speaks to his versatility, and I think that's a really good thing. But I also find it to be a little bit off-putting because he's released a few songs, and like I didn't really like the first couple that have come out prior to this Rod Stewart record. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't really know what to expect. I don't know if it'll be, I will it have a one train? Will it have a peso? Will it like, I, I mean, those are two extremely different songs that kind yeah, of exist in the same the atmospheres. Yeah, exactly. I so, feel like half the songs, I said it at the time when Long Live ASAP came out, I feel like half the songs in that record are really good and half the songs are re- on that record are not very good. Yeah, that's, yes. that's what I was going to say about like looking for the follow-up. Like Long Live ASAP, stood on those huge singles like problems yep. in one train and the skrillex song and so i wonder also like you know jason is what well, jason said to be true it could be full of bangers but i also wonder like if maybe it'll be sort of like on trend with kendrick lamar's album and be like a more Weird. comprehensive piece of work that's more more like thick yeah well aesop rocky comes off as like a heady artist mm-hmm. where it seems like he is capable of putting out an actually artistic body of work if for you're, sure and that's no disrespect to fetty wap or anyone <laughs> who, who's really <laughs> popping right yet. now yeah um but he really seems like he looks at the bigger picture as opposed to just putting out singles yeah. which is why it's so confusing it, it, you can't really take the temperature on how it's really going to be yet um when you hear something from rocky out of context yeah and I, and when i said that it could be a collection of bangers that wasn't to minimize asap's stuff at all like i think that you do need a collection of bangers sometimes in in hip-hop you just need something like a watch the throne where it's not like it's a super my beautiful dark twisted fantasy-esque exploration but it's just like here are some here are like 12 hot songs that you're gonna like all summer long and i'm hoping that asap does that 
Right. One other thing I wanted to touch on, Chris Brown, not having a good week. Oh, Chris Brown. How do we feel about <laughs> Chris Brown? Well, not only was he... He was, I think the charges were dropped or he was acquitted in an assault case, yeah. which like... It's so hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track of his assault <laughs> cases. But he comes home to his house to find that there's a, a woman who had broken in and I kind of, you know, made two meals, wore his clothes, wrote on the walls and on his car, and he managed to take a picture of her and he Instagram shamed her, yeah. which... I don't know. I mean, I, that's a really complicated situation to have feelings about because number one, it's Chris Brown, and yeah. if anyone is going to have that happen to, I'm, <laughs> you know, I would have, I would have, I, I, I would have hoped it was Chris Brown, <laughs> which is a shitty thing to say. I would have played Bed Intruder remix as the cops hauled <laughs> oh, out of my apartment. Oh, Antoine Dodson called that. <laughs> Very nice. Oh my god, that's um, what I would have done. But do we feel sorry for Chris Brown? No. No. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I think that it, no, I just think I don't know. It's I'm not a I'm not a Chris Brown guy. I feel like here's the thing. If you're a Chris Brown fan, I don't begrudge you at all. I feel like it must be very tiring though. Like I feel like it's just trying to focus on like say you're just like, "Man, I love Chris Brown's music. I can't wait to hear his next album, his new singles. I love his features." If you're like that, like again, Go for it. Good for you. But there's just so much ancillary stuff that it's like, oh, what is he doing now? It's kind of like I, I, I feel like there are some some acts like that. You know, it's like death grips. I always feel like that with death grips where it's like, can you imagine like death grips is your favorite artist? And you're just yeah. like, ah, I really I can't wait for more death grip stuff. Yeah. And then like, oh, wait, they broke up. Oh, they didn't break up. Oh, they broke up again. Yeah. Oh, they got dropped from their label. Oh, they Instagrammed their penises. Oh, <laughs> they broke up again. Like, it's just so tiring. I would just be like, I can't, I can't take, I, the music's not worth it. And I kind of feel like that with yeah, Chris Brown. Being an apologist is hard. Like, yeah. as a Justin Bieber fan, like, I am the biggest <laughs> Justin Bieber apologist of all time. As the president of the Bieber fan club. Yeah. I'd I have be, to, I'd be have like to a treasurer cop. probably at that <laughs> fan club. And like, you know, you have to, when you have to constantly apologize on behalf of artists that you like to your friends who are like, ugh, I'm sick of them. You're like, no, but it's it's gonna be good this time. Chris Brown is is gonna finally come around. It's like it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah. Or, or will it? Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. So before I cut you guys loose, <laughs> you guys being the listeners, um, does anybody have a favorite track that they are rocking right now that people should uh, latch on to? Uh, Gruger, I'll let you go first. Oh my god. You um, you can look through your Vine charts. No, I'm gonna look through. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me you, mean, go, you go sure. first, actually. I, well, first, I, I really do like the new Miguel s single. Yeah, I coffee. like the single Coffee in parentheses yeah. fucking. Um, <laughs> Funniest song title. We, we had actually heard the song last week and yeah. I or a week prior to its release, and it did not originally feature Wale. Yeah. And I'd have to say that the reaction was that everybody wished that Wale wasn't on it. Um, having listened to it with his version now, I could see how it works because I think it needs a little bit of diversity. Otherwise, it's just Miguel singing the same yeah. thing over and over again. But I feel like Miguel should have probably called in a, a different favor. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I just looked up, by the way, uh, Fetty Wops. It was show you, not show me. Show so, you. I know. I my bad, guys. It's Montana Bucks featuring. I really like that. that that's it's it's a great song. Okay. Um. Oh, man, I'm gonna be so late with this, but like, so my my thing is that when 
a hip hop album comes out, I usually like latch onto one song and like exhaust that song in terms of like how many times I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, really like I'm just going to listen to this 20 times and I'm going to move on to another song. Then I do that, uh, you know, with all my favorite songs in the album until there are no more favorite songs in the album. So I've been doing that with the Kendrick album, obviously, but the one that I want to call back to is, um, I've been moving on. Like it came out like how many, four months ago, the race Remmerd album. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you are you all right, Stephen? You look you look a little pained. <laughs> um, what I what I want to say is that when that album came out, my jam was no type, and I just listened to that nonstop. And then about a month or two into that, throw some mo came out as the single. Listened to that a ton. My ex, and then after throw some mo was my ex, and I listened to that a ton. And now I'm on unlock the swag, which may be my favorite song on that album, and it's just. It's like the weirdest rap song, and again, I've, uh, also it's like a commercial. Yeah, you yeah. The video, it's like a, it's like a Reebok. Oh yeah, thing no. Or something. The thing is, it's like it's like a marketing SpawnCon or something. Again, this song is months old, so I'm late yeah. pass for me. Okay. Hashtag late pass or whatever. But it's just like <laughs> is that what the kids are saying these days. Hashtag late late pass. I guess so. I think that this song is just so cra- like if you listen to the first forty five seconds of the song, it's literally Ray Sremmerd like doing both a verse and a chorus at the exact same time it reminds me of like prog rock in a little bit like it's just like there's all these weird like loping beats and it's just it's insane it's just an insane song i'm all about it mike will made it is just like the best producer in hip-hop right now period i think I, Ooh. I just think like that Does album. He have the crown? He, it's between him, him and still DJ Mustard. Like yep. DJ Mustard is still oh, yeah. killing it. And I, no matter how many times he makes the same beat in like a slightly different way, <laughs> I, that beat is fucking awesome. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Like like listening to the Big Sean album, like Paradise, like is like the sickest Mike Will made it beat. And then like and then it like you know I don't fuck with you is. Also a sick beat and it's DJ Mustard. It's like they just like back to back amazingness. They yep. really are going. Back to back, it'll be interesting yeah. to see like how much more they can s- squeeze out of this run because it's it, like I think Mike Will has way more versatility though. I yes, agree I with agree. that, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. that Miley Cyrus, those that bangers that, album, that Cyrus yeah. push. Hey, anyway, what did Gruger did oh, you yeah, give your I got one song? Now. It's for sure. Um, just last week, um, or that was like a few weeks ago, I finally started listening to. The J. Cole album that I slept on. Surprisingly good. It is very good. And I love it when music videos come out that suddenly like redefine a song that you liked, like maybe kind of liked or didn't really like, but then once you see the video, it like really sticks in your mind. And did any of you see the video for Wet Dreams that came out? It so the whole oh, yeah. music video is puppies. <laughs> there's like a German oh, shepherd puppy that like represents J. Cole. So the whole song is about like adolescent puppy love kind of. And it's like your first sexual encounters what the song is about. And so the way that which the video sort of conveys the sort of push pull of like puppy love and innocence. are like through these two little dogs. The whole music video is these dogs. And it's cute and it's really, really, really well done. And I just like jumped right back into the album and started listening to it after that music video drop. So if you're listening, go watch it because it's awesome. Cool. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Eric Juice, Ramirez. Juice and Podcast. For more, yeah. go to billboard.com. And yeah, yeah catch
catch well, you next week. shout out to you for you interviewed Ludacris for the new oh. cover story, right? Well, it has a Stephen Harwood's byline. Yeah. But <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, check yeah, it out. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. No, I was kidding about that. I mean, yeah. I'm, because I'm Erica Ramirez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening.